do you succeed honestly and ethically in a business like real estate that is full of liars? A real estate agent from Nashville, Tennessee named Richard Courtney wrote a book, Buyers Are Liars and Sellers Are Too. You don't have to read the book, it's all summed up right there. And he's absolutely right. Buyers lie all the time, sellers lie all the time. But you know what? It's not just those two. There's all kinds of liars in the real estate business. Let's think about mortgage brokers, for example, when they're telling their clients it's looking good, when they have absolutely no idea if it's looking good, they have no idea what the underwriters are saying about that loan. Or what about most recently with mortgage brokers where they don't lock in the rates quickly enough and these rates have shot up so fast, so you've got your entire moving truck full, you've canceled your lease, you're about to close, and they say about a week before closing, oh, by the way, your interest rate's actually 1% more than we told you it was going to be. It's happening all over the country right now. So you have mortgage brokers you got to watch out for, but they're just the beginning. you got real estate agents, right? They don't have a very good reputation in this industry for shooting people straight. you got real estate investors, especially those that are doing rehabs and they're, they're putting lipstick on a pig and they're, they're covering up blemishes with an extra coat of paint so the buyer has to deal with it once they move in. And let's not forget, real estate gurus, right? They have obviously been a bad part of the industry in many respects. You look at the, the infomercials of old and then became these free seminars. I actually did a video on the inner workings of those free seminars, but they don't do this, as many of those anymore uh, post-COVID. And then let's not again forget contractors, right? I have an entire playlist on how to deal with those characters, and we could go on. But the point is, there's a lot of liars in the real estate business. And so the question becomes for you, how do you operate successfully, honestly and ethically, navigating through all of these liars? And that is what I'm gonna answer for you here in this video. One approach that people take is the old phrase, can't beat them, join them. So you'll become a liar just like them. I don't think this is at all an option because, again, we're trying to operate honestly and ethically. And just because somebody did something uh, unethical or unhonest to you doesn't mean you have the right to go do it back. So instead, this is not really an option. A comment was posted on this YouTube channel recently where someone was describing how they thought that they would be good in the real estate business. And the first sentence said something along the lines of, I have very thick skin, so I think I'll be great in real estate investing. And I agree with that. You do have to have thick skin. But the next sentence was great. It said, but what really annoys me is all the mental gymnastics I have to do to think ahead of all the shady people in real estate. What a great way to articulate this other way in which many, including many of you watching, have been doing for many years to deal with liars. And that's mental gymnastics, meaning always thinking through those angles of what what that person could do and how they're lying and all of a sudden you build all these scenarios in your head almost like you're a chess player and you're constantly trying to figure out what your next move should be based on all these other moves. Look, that's exhausting. And many of you are putting yourself through all that mental gymnastics right now. I'm here to tell you that there is a better way to honestly and ethically navigate around a bunch of liars without having to exhaust yourself mentally. And that's what I want to share with you next. It's what I've taught my apprentices, and it works incredibly well. It's not exhausting, and it works no matter who runs it. It is a bulletproof way to deal 
with liars. This approach is like a three-legged stool, meaning you have to have all three components for what I'm about to share to work well. So here we go. The first leg is that all agreements are in writing. So anytime there's a understanding between two parties, it needs to be in writing. And I'm gonna use the examples of working with contractors because it's really clear here. So if you don't put it in writing, that creates ambiguity and contractors thrive in ambiguity. Everything needs to be in writing because when it's in writing, then we have a clear understanding of both parties. So everything in writing. I see this a lot with real estate investors when a deal with a seller changes. And so uh, they agree, okay, I'll, uh, I'll cover the closing costs, but then it's not in writing. Everything's got to be in writing. Do an addendum. Do something in writing so it's clear on what the understanding is. This seems simple enough, but here's where it gets real tricky. The second leg, immutable rules. Immutable means not changing. So, if the rule is that all agreements are in writing, then the second part of the rule is don't change the rule. This is where it gets so tricky because the very parties that want to lie to you, the first thing they want to do is get out of this zone. They want to get out of in writing somehow. They want to try to navigate. They want to talk you out of that rule. And so this part is so incredibly important to the stool. You've got to stick to your rules no matter what. Now, there's a lot more rules than just get it all in writing. Right, so we have in, in our program when I teach my apprentices, there are so many different small rules that we have to stick to. I'll give you a small example. When we put a property uh, up for sale, we always put it on the MLS. Always, 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 always. When we break that rule, we always sell ourselves short. But it's real easy to get talked into it because another investor comes along and says, Hey, I'll pay all cash. I'll close real quick. You don't need a list. It'll be a pain in the butt. You'll deal with all these different offers, and some of them can't even close. I'm legit. I'm real. So you've got to stick to the very rules that you have set for yourself. If you don't, this whole thing falls apart. This entire stool falls over. So you not only have everything in writing, you keep these rules immutable. And so what will end up happening is liars will come at you and say, well, okay, look, I know that's what we said in writing, but you know, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to sign that. You realize that really wasn't what I, my intent was. Uh, nope. The immutable rule. It's in writing. That's the deal. The deal is what was in writing. That's what we agreed to. We're not changing it. And again, it goes back to immutable, not changing. If you can handle these two, the third one's a lot easier. But this right here will make your real estate investing life a whole lot simpler. You just stick to your agreements. Now, you do have to make sure you put things in writing correctly, and it goes the other way. If you put something in writing you should have, well, you stick to your rules. You're going to have to deal with it. But what it does is it teaches you to make sure that what you put in writing is correct, is what you wanted it to be, and then you stick to it. The third leg of this stool is aligned incentives. So when I use the phrase liar, another way to look at that is that the incentive of the other party is misaligned with yours. And so they lie to you because they want to get more out of the deal uh, from their perspective. So aligned incentives is where you adjust so that when you win, they win, and when they win, you win, or what we call win-win deals. And so if you can align incentives, you solve a whole lot of problems. 
Now this is a little more advanced because some deals it takes a little bit more creativity to align those incentives. But let me give you an example back to this contractor. So if you set it up so that they get paid some money up front, cover materials, cover some of their costs, some money as they get to uh, future milestones, and then a, a big chunk of the money is left until the very end, that'll ensure that they finish. Right, and so with my apprentices, I share in the profits with them on their deals. So I have aligned incentives to make sure that they close deals, to make sure that they do the right thing, to make sure that everything I teach them is as good as it can possibly be, because that's where we get paid. Right, so we have aligned incentives. But when you misalign the incentives, you can create all kinds of havoc. And so that's why you have it in writing, you have immutable rules you stick to your rules no matter what those are the rules if it's in writing that's what it's going to be you're not changing it unless you change it in writing right if you change it in writing it's a little different and then you would try to align the incentives so i'll give you another great example when we're working with buyers we always require a non-refundable earnest money uh, deposit after the inspection and it's still subject to the appraisal Okay, so inspection period is over. Now that money is non-refundable except for the appraisal. If the appraisal comes in too low, obviously they can back out. That is an immutable rule for us. And buyer's agents go bonkers over this. Oh, we don't do this in this area. I've been my entire 25,000 year career. I've never seen anyone agree to non-refundable earnest money. <laughs> They go through all kinds of lies to try to convince you as the seller not to require non-refundable earnest money after the inspection period and again still subject to an appraisal. Immutable rule. But when you do that, you align the incentives of the buyer. So now the buyer is incentivized to make sure that if they don't need to buy or don't want to buy that home, they decide quickly so that you are not hung high and dry 30, 60 days later. But once they've agreed to buy it, and that again is after that inspection period, and assuming it appraises, if they can't get the loan, it's their own darn fault, you can keep their earnest money. Now you don't have to keep their earnest money, but you can. And so the idea is you align incentives with the various parties you're working with. You have immutable rules that you don't change no matter what lies they tell you to change your own rules, and you get it all in writing. And you do this right here, and it simplifies the whole entire challenge of dealing with liars. And it doesn't require mental gymnastics. Well, I'm Phil Pustiyovsky with FreedomMentor.com. Thanks for watching. I hope you like this video. I hope you like that I share information you probably don't hear very many other places. And that's because I'm in this business every single day and thousands of deals. I run into a lot of stuff and I try to share this wisdom with you so that you can be a better real estate investor. And for some of you, you may want to work with me and my team directly and we mentor others. That's what I refer to as my apprentices. So if you want to learn more about that and how to become an apprentice, I've got a link right there. Also, if you want to know the basics of how this all works, I've got a book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. I give this book away for free in my videos. Feel free to get a copy of that right there. If you got any questions or comments, I'd love to hear them. Please put them down below there, and I'll take out time out of my schedule to, uh, to check them out. And uh, again, if you haven't um, heard all of my trainings on how to deal with contractors, it's going to mesh real well with what I've shared here. You can check out that playlist right there. And uh, thanks so much for watching. I'll see you in the next video.